Welcome back to another episode of Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. I am one of your co-hosts, Dylan. I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon with my lovely wife, Sandra. And I own Tacaron Floors and Ultramarine 20 Flooring. And this is Kim Hannon. I own Sukino Float Center in Salt Cave in Southern Indiana with my husband, Graham. And we have all concrete with epoxy uh, flooring throughout the whole space. And this is Drew from New Hampshire Float. And I also have some epoxy flooring, but only in the float area. And then, Kim, yours is beautiful, by the way. Um, so just float area, epoxy flooring, kind of like a, what you would do on a garage. And in my like lobby floating floor, I guess. <laughs> Sweet. But that's not important. We're here to talk about float room floors. Float room floors. That's the deal. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. We should post pictures on our show page uh, so we they can uh, see and, and kind of judge the aesthetics for themselves. Um, I will say that I used to have tile floors in every single one of our float rooms, and that was a very bad mistake. No good, very bad. Don't do it. Uh, tile is slippery, and it's hard to maintain, and salt gets everywhere and corrodes and destroys things. And I, I think I've mentioned it on the show before that in the past I have uh, been very embarrassed as the float conference is coming through. I think the last two years, it was just like, oh, God, they're walking through here just seeing eroding walls and floor, and, and it's just embarrassing. So uh, now that it's no longer in Portland, I'm really stoked for it to just be <laughs> perfect. But you know, Dylan, I don't you... think that's, that's not embarrassing, though. That's a really, really good lesson. You were right. just looking out for the industry and trying to teach people, <laughs> yeah. like, I did this it is as what a you don't want to do. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> totally. Dylan, when you say eroding, do you mean the grout or the actual tile erodes because it can't keep up with the salt? You know, eventually both. Uh, for us, it was mo- initially the tile is, is what wow. was going. And, and uh, gosh, I kind of wish Gl- Gloria is not going to be on tonight's episode. I kind of wish she was here to talk about it. But um, for, from my experience, every tile will eventually liquefy, especially when it doesn't have a nice sheer surface that's, you know, buffed or whatever they do to tile. If there's anything, um, I don't know what you call that, raw exposed, the salt's going to get it there and liquefy. And, I mean, I kind of wanted to, to wait into going into this, but I'll also say that it, um, it the salt goes further than you think it's going to go was our experience <laughs> as well. Like, we'll go, okay, so once you step into the shower, the water's going to wash everything off, so we're kind of safe right there. But then you tile out a little bit further, and then that eventually gets salt sprinkled on it enough that it starts eroding. Um, and so we did a lot of FRP on our walls. Now our showers are all FRP. It's it's nice looking, um, but it's a very different aesthetic than we initially had. So we have to do other things to kind of make our rooms pop or like kind of have that vibe that we wanted to have. And I think they look really good. But yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm kind of How long did it take for you to notice that? Because I've heard you say before when someone says, oh, I did this. And you say, well, let's talk again in a couple years. Yeah. <laughs> like, how long would you say tile, tent? You know, the, the crazy thing is we use some porcelain um, on, a, on our shower downstairs. And that started liquefying months after we opened. It was the weirdest thing. Wow. Um, but I would say within about a year and a half, two years is when you're really going to start seeing it. Um, and I mean... Three years is kind of when your float center should be hitting its stride and maybe like hitting its financial profitability. That kind of thing should be going into play. Remodeling your center is not what you want to be doing at your three-year mark, you know? Um, So, yeah. And we're now, what are we, going to be celebrating our ninth year of being open? And so now it's like, cool. Going into year 10, I feel like we're hitting our stride and and we're we're looking good. We've done a lot of remodeling and new flooring. We have painters in there today. It's, um, It's looking real nice. Yeah. Yeah. You know, before we get too far into it, there are a few things I want to cover. One is a bit of a congratulations to both of you coming up here. Do you guys want to share what those might be? A little anniversaries? Yeah. So um, we are about five days away from my second anniversary for my float center. And that number feels really, really small because it took so long to get there. Oh, yeah. You know, we we studied for a couple of years. We It took a year to find our location. It took five months to get funding. Um, you know, construction was 
that was quick. That was only four months. You know, I mean, that was, that was a breeze really. Um, but it feels like it's just been such a long journey, but we're hitting two years in a couple of days. And, um, it's, it's weird this year because we can't have a big celebration. Um, <laughs> right. you know, we can't have our big party. We, we called the salty celebration. We did eight days of deals last year mm. and, um, we're not doing any of that this year. We're doing a couple of like big packages that, uh, are available for folks, but it's really for more of a reward for our, our top tier, most loyal, mm. uh, members and not really a big shebang otherwise. Well, congratulations on the anniversary. Congratulations yeah. on being open for two years. And um, yeah, as you've been mentioning on the show, like doing very well this year. I mean, everything's everything's going up. It is. It really is, shockingly. And we are super, right. super grateful for all of that. Nice. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. Celebration and you too, part. Drew. Woohoo. Yeah, I'm on November 7th, hitting three years, quietly, quickly, and... Um, I have nothing special planned and I probably should, but I've just had too much going on and I'm not, I, we talked a little bit off here. I'm not, um, increasing my sales the way that you have, but I'm in a much better place than I was a year ago at this time in how happy I am in my nice. work life balance in how many hours I'm working. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, and I can't put a price tag on that. Exactly. So I'm not exactly. like, I'm not behind where I was last year, but I'm not like knocking it out of the park past what I was this time last year. Um, at least for the month of October, obviously I'm way behind for the year, but, um, yeah, super happy three years in. I feel like, um, it's funny. I love having, uh, you know, this experience because you get, to learn every single day. And I think I'm not the same business person yeah. I am today that I was last year or even six months ago. And obviously a lot's changed in the world, but, yeah. but I think like how long a year is, it goes oh. by rather quickly it does. and you can learn so much in that time. And I just, I feel more comfortable. I feel more confident as a business person, how I go about analyzing things and making a decision. And I won't get into it too much, but yeah, super happy much happier than I was, you know, this time, winter time last year. So it really is amazing just how much you learn, how much you grow, you know, how your priorities shift and, you know, just the, you are really learning, even, even if you go into it fully prepared and feeling really confident, oh, yeah. there's still so much to just ebb and flow, really getting to know your people, what they prefer. That's mm -hmm. been, you know, huge for us is really trying to get into their mindset and, and who are our guests. That's a, a big piece of it nice. so yeah congratulations you guys thanks I love it. When, you. when is yours dylan you know i start forgetting it's kind of like my <laughs> old i am i, mean, I can't even remember anymore uh i think it's december it's like right before christmas it's like the nice. 17th i want to say something like that wow. what will you be on yeah. nine years you said Th that'll be nine years yeah nine years. Nice. awesome yeah pretty wild very very surreal yeah, to that's, be honest that's, you're coming up quick yeah. too I wonder if that's a thing. Like, do a lot of people open their centers in that last quarter? I wonder. Oh, funny. Yeah. It's a smart move to hit that uh, I mean, holiday exactly, sales. right? Yes, <laughs> yes. After putting all that money into your mm -hmm. tough to open in the summertime. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad it worked out. You know, it, it gets a little bit weird with like, do we do a holiday sale? Do we do an anniversary sale? Do we do small business Saturday, Black Friday, like, do we do any of that? And how do we differentiate if we do any of that? So those are, you know, just those fun little pieces of the, the quarterly or the, um, the fourth quarter anniversaries. Right, right. And we will be talking about that on another episode. My goodness. Um, yeah, and, and what an interesting year to, to be doing all of that in. Right. <laughs> um, so I want to ask Kim about how she made her choice of flooring. But before we get into that, I just want to give a little shout out to FloatHelm. FloatHelm is the software that FloatSenders are using to um, not only have their client schedule, but they're doing all their employee scheduling in there. I say they, we, the Float Shop uses FloatHelm. We used to do a split with Float Helm while they were still um, just using float tanks or just scheduling for float tanks. And then they just 
kicked open the doors. You could do float tanks. You could do massage at different times. Then they were doing classes, workshops. Flow Home can do all the things now. <laughs> it, it's pretty rocking. You can have all your um, employee manual in Float Home as well. All our uh, measurements are in there for our float tanks. Um, a lot of our training is just done in Float Home. Like just we're, we're going through everything you need. It connects to all the different parts of the float center right here, uh, which includes logbook, which is the ongoing story of what's going on at the shop where um, everybody just gives their turnover in there, hands it over to the next person, and it just keeps keeps the fire burning. Um, so when you come in, you, you see what's been going on and the cool stories of different floaters are shared. It's really good stuff. Uh, we really, really dig Float Helm, and I highly recommend you at least investigate it. Go to floathelm.com and schedule a free tour. They can just walk you through everything that it does. You can ask all the questions and uh, make sure that it is, in fact, a good fit for you. With that out of the way, please, Kim, how did you decide on your flooring and what options were you considering before you made your choice? So we are in an old historic building. And um, by historic, I mean historic. Uh, it used to be a hospital in the Civil War. Um, so this is a pretty old building that we're dealing with. And wow. then it was an education building. And so um, it's it, there's so many little fun history things that I'll, I'll talk about later. But um, when we went into the basement, it eventually became a, uh, it was owned by an insurance company. And so it was offices. Uh, and it's three stories. 9,500 square feet. We are in the bottom story only, which is the basement. And we walked in. Of course, the ceilings are low. They've got drop ceilings. Um, the paint colors were just dreadful, uh, like mustard-ish oh. maybe, and maybe some brick color here and there. <laughs> it was just dreadful. And it was so bad, though. Um, they had a restroom, but there were so many leaks and water damage and... <laughs> Um, mold and mildew, and it Jeez. was a place that was really, really just awful. So we had to completely gut the place. And during the process, you know, we knew we were going to be tearing up the floors anyway. So we were really excited about that. And we what had gone you, back and forth. When you say tearing it up, what was it? Uh, there was nothing. They were concrete <laughs> floors already. Um, and so what we did is we brought in some professionals. They buffed it. They sanded. They cleaned. Like clean, 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 cleaned. And then they actually came back to us at one point and said, you know, we're kind of concerned because it's not real concrete like what you think of these days. This is old, old, huh. centuries old concrete. Wow. And so it's actually pretty soft. So breaking into it, there was concern of like, can this support the weight of a float tank with all of that water no and way. all of that salt? Um, so we had a little panic moment of like, oh, oh what do we do? God. Like, this is a structure of the building issue that, you know, could have just gone the wrong way and we would have had to find another location. Yeah. Um, we had some more experts come out and look at it and said, you know, they think it's going to be fine. Um, and knock on wood, um, <laughs> we're hitting two years and the floor is actually like, that's our showpiece for us. Cool. Um, I can't imagine doing our center with anything other than what we did. So uh, what we did is clean up those really old, terrible looking floors, what was left after we cut in for the plumbing. And um, I mean, clean them as, seriously as much as we possibly could. But there's so much character in the floors themselves. There's nicks, there's divots, <laughs> there's really uneven spots, which during construction is not an easy thing to deal with. But we had to work with the character of the floor itself. Right. At one point, we had talked about doing um, a luxury vinyl tile. We had looked at a couple of options and, and went around and around. And, and I said, you know, I really just want this to be blue with a swirl pattern in it. That's like, I just want it. And I had made a vision board for the center um, before mm. we started construction. And that was like the showpiece of the whole thing. Wow. And uh, thankfully, our general contractor actually knew somebody who had experience doing that kind of floor. And he called him in. And uh, I mean, we were blown away when it was just the blue. They painted the blue, a couple of layers of paint. And it was just bright and bold and just beautiful, really eye-catching. And then when they added in the swirl pattern and then added in the grit, um, yeah. it's fascinating. Because if you look really closely as you're going through the center, there are parts where it looks almost like little minnows. Um, and it's just the texture of the floor or the grit itself or the swirl pattern just created these little little tiny pockets that just look like minnows like flowing through the space. Um, it's it's really, really cool. And cleaning, it's high maintenance, mm. but not super high maintenance. 
I'm really nitpicky. Like if the light hits the floor and I can see fuzz or lint or hair, uh, that that's a problem for me. And so we invested um, in lots of cleaning tools for those floors. Um, <laughs> we have robot vacuums. We have robot uh, mops as well. And we are constantly cleaning. We've got, you know, uh, the big brush sweepers and, um, you know, we take really, really good care of our floors, but they are holding up so, so well. I can't imagine doing anything else. Shower pans are a different story, but the, right. the, the flooring itself is just perfect for us. So can you walk me through what exactly, I think I might've missed a step here because mm -hmm. it was cement. It was the old cement. And then I thought we jumped immediately to painting but I yeah. think I might have missed. They, they did some seal coating. Um, okay. Yeah, I didn't talk about that. They did have to seal it because um, there are days like when it rains, moisture comes up through the floor. Um, and it still does in our mechanical room. We can't leave anything on the floor in the mechanical room because anything in there at all will create a puddle underneath it. Um, it's fascinating. And fascinating, so they, yes. Yes, fascinating. <laughs> they did um, quite a few seal coats on the floor wow. and to, to close it, basically. Um, and you know, water still found its way in the building other ways, but that's another episode. Okay. <laughs> I have a couple of questions if I may. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, it, are the floors, they are shiny. Are they smooth? Are they slippery? Is there shark bite in them? <laughs> I'll start with those. <laughs> okay. So, um, it is shiny. Um, but it's overall mostly smooth. Like you can rub your hand on it and it, it's not like super, super gritty, but we did put a top grid in there, um, just so that they weren't slippery. Um, the, the good thing is really people aren't walking on our floors, um, with wet feet for the most part, because the way that our, our, uh, tanks are built in, we have wave cabins. And so you have changing area, you step on, there's a really soft shower mat, just on the outside of the shower pan. Once you step inside the shower pan, you step directly into the tank. When your float's over, you step directly back to the shower pan. And so there is no walking across the room unless it's the, we call them the salt walkers, the folks who get out to go check their phone. Oh, and, funny, you know, totally. <laughs> <laughs> we all know those people. Um, but otherwise, like our salt really is kind of kept to that area. Um, and what was your third question, Drew? Um, really far the shark bite. Sure. What is, is what it is shark bite? Um, uh, that's the grit. You put yeah. a little grit in there. So, but, so even in the float room, you don't have mm -hmm. a whole lot of grit on that? We They just added a little bit extra in there just huh. to be safe. But right. yeah, it's it's not slippery at all. And the shower pans were very, very slippery. We went to, with traditional shower pans. Um, and it took us a while to get to a place where we felt good about people not slipping in there. And it took, um, we have these like rubber grid panel things. I don't even know what to call them, but they're these like rubber interlocking grids. Yeah. Um, and we cut them to the size of the showers and we put those down. So you're lifted just a, a tiny, oh, tiny bit. It's not even a quarter of an inch. You're lifted mm -hmm. off the shower floor. And so the water just drains through. Um, but after each turn, you know, we go in and uh, flip them up. We sanitize underneath. We try to dry those and then we roll them up and sanitize uh, overnight. But that was, you know, we, we were, Curious if we could do just the concrete for the shower floors too, but because uh, the we already had such an issue with softness, yeah. with water coming up, we didn't want to risk that, so we went for a traditional pan instead, um, and tried a million things on there to make them not slippery. And these things, these mats were the best. Did you ever try uh, try the rolling paint like sticky stuff? Yep, yep. We tried the the adhesive uh, like little grippy things sticker things we tried mm -hmm. um several rounds of that roll-on adhesive mm -hmm. uh that was supposed to work we tried a marine grade that was for you know boats um and everything was just too slippery coming straight out of the tank and so yeah. that stuff was great so um, that that's what i found as mm -hmm. well is like mm -hmm. the salt water creates this Mm -hmm. this layer almost like an yes. oil layer where you just mm -hmm. slide right on top of all your texture <laughs> everything incredible. yep um, float rooms so, require a bit of extra texture like not just bumpy like extra mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. of that hmm. yep yep but the floors themselves otherwise though i absolutely love i'm so glad that we were able to make that work we had one contractor at one point who was really kind of pushing us to go for the lvt and i'm so glad it didn't because that is like that's just our the personality really comes from there. And if we ever move or do a second location or anything, those floors have to go. Like that's a signature piece for us. 
LVT four one one eight. That's the planet they land on on aliens. Uh, is that correct? Uh, okay. Sure. No. Hey suckers. Okay. What is the LVT? What are you talking about? L luxury vinyl tile. It oh, that's looks, right. Okay, got it. Yeah, and you can get it in all kinds of different prints, like to look like hardwood flooring even. Um, but a lot of those are waterproof, um, and you know, really nice on the foot, but. Uh, yeah, exactly. Dylan's shaking his head. No, <laughs> Hell no. no. Hell no. Yeah. And we knew we weren't going to do that in the float rooms themselves, but sure, through the rest okay. of the center, that was a concern or an idea. Um, and I'm glad we didn't. And, we did and, do, um, our restroom has tile, uh, but that's the only spot that has anything non-concrete. I feel like with your positivity about it, we could infer how they've been aging. But before we officially ask you, I want to ask Drew about his flooring. My flooring is, uh, so I had similar uh, concrete floor in my float rooms. Um, went with, I actually tried to get, is there another one? There's Tacron and what's the other one that's kind of like that? Ultramarine 20. Ultramarine 20. So um, that company is actually from the town I grew up in. And locally, they gave me three names of three people who just did not want my business whatsoever. So I had no option but to go for the epoxy because I didn't even get a quote. I didn't get, I got two no callbacks and I had already decided to go with the epoxy before the third called me back. And I was like, forget it, kick rocks. So, <laughs> I feel like there's a little backstory here. Maybe I'm missing. Was it because um, it's a float center? Was it, or because one thing that I found is they're like, you want one room or you want two rooms done? Like they're used to doing a hospital, you know, like they're used to doing a pool. So, yeah, at the time, that's what I'm guessing is that they were doing bigger things and did not want to do 700 square feet. Right. Okay. That was my guess, you okay. know? So, but yeah, the company itself wouldn't help me and they just gave me the names of the like certified people to do yeah. it. And they were like, well, I can't help you. You got to talk with them. So, um, went with the epoxy that ended up working out. My floors had, uh, my buildings from 88, 1988 it had carpet that I think was from 1988, January of 1988. <laughs> and the glue that they used to hold the carpet was brutal, absolutely brutal. So they had to come in with these big machines and do seven different grits of sanding uh -huh. before they could get to a level that was smooth enough to do the epoxy wow. yeah and then the epoxy um i really dig it it goes well i i think i've mentioned i have um blue i use blue lights in my float area and the epoxy i have is a blue black gray white speckle nice. or flake flake i guess is the better word mm -hmm. and on all the rooms by the shower, the floor, the epoxy of the floor goes up around the shower. So it's like a continuation of the floor. Nice. Very and then cool. outside of that is rolled on heavy duty epoxy where the guys had hazmats on. And it was an epoxy that was a two-part epoxy. You had to mix it for seven minutes, let it sit for 20 minutes and then you had like 30 minutes to use it. It would wow. harden up. Cool. Wow. Yeah. So heavy that. duty stuff on the ceilings, on all the walls, um, held up really, really well. Um, like I said, three, three years in. The tough parts are corners. Corners stink in float centers. They're like my nemesis. Corners are, if you're not wash, like cleaning those after every flow and every night, like they just... The water sits and it eats away at stuff. So oh, in okay. like random spots I, I have where it's kind of getting eaten away at. So that's a tough part. But that, that floor itself with the epoxy itself, awesome. And a quick story, we put ours in, didn't put any shark bite down. Ooh. When I say that every person who came through there, who worked there, slipped and busted their ass they really slipped and fell. Oh. One girl fell into a float tank because she leaned in and just slipped. Yeah, Ooh, so there were some issues and I was like, okay, I was petrified every time there was a customer in there and I would stress, right. take your time, floors can be slippery, don't move. But they were really slippery. If you made a cut or like a pivot, your foot would just go right out. Wow. So the guy who did the floors, we get him back. 
He throws down another layer, does a shark bite. It's awesome. Uh, we call it shark bites grit. You throw down grit. Awesome. Well, the guy like never charged me for it, and I never heard from him again. <laughs> and there's a good chance that he might no longer be with us, oh, and I just oh. never heard from him again. Oh, yeah, I can't find anything point. about him. So oh. to have him come back in, my floors, they cost me, again, it was like I think less than 700 square feet. And the floors cost like six grand for them to do. And then it was supposed to be, I think, another like 2500 bucks for the extra layer and the more grit. And I lucked out and didn't have to pay that. And huh. if I ever do change that up, which I don't think I will, but now the problem is the extra grit is around my current float tanks. And I'm very much keeping an eye open for... Um, a pod i, I want to get rid of my affiliate so i'm underneath my affiliate yeah. does not have grit right. so that's going to be interesting the other the other two i don't think i'll have to move anytime soon but <laughs> it'll be real interesting when i lift that up and seriously the floor looks footprint. different yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It, right. that's such a funny piece of it all because like in our back rooms and our storage areas and all of that they didn't put the swirl on top oh, and the extra, I don't think we had, there's no grit either. So it's just the like painted blue and it's really, really pretty. But you look at that and then you look back and you're like, wait, that's yeah. totally different. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny the things you like see later or you sure. run into. And I mean, I didn't even, I didn't even think about slipping on the floors. Like yeah. never crossed my mind until whoosh, I went flying. So, whoa, that's not good. That's dangerous. So it's something to consider out there if you're using epoxy. Make sure they put and I've I want to say I had seen that come up in the collective a couple of times where people said, "Oh, I, I forgot to put grit down." Yeah, thankfully so, I we heard it from somebody and knew. Yeah, that that was such a big piece of it. So I think the industry was a little slow on learning that one. Um, mm -hmm. I think I was slow on learning that one, and I mean not that I had epoxy, but just as, you know, working with other people, opening float centers. But if we can make that clear to anybody who's listening to this, I thought this would be a fun episode. Of course, there's always people opening float centers, but I feel like there is a lot of remodeling happening. Like for the, there are people who closed down recently and then there are people who are renewing their leases and they need to revamp their, their spaces and keep it fresh. Um, yeah. Adding that extra grit in. And I think, I think it's being made clear here, like a lot of extra grit. Um, a lot. It, yeah. It's really surprising how slippery these floors can be, um, which I suppose brings me back around to the um, Tacaron, which we just added. We now have in three rooms, I want to say, no, I'm sorry, two rooms, and we have the Ultramarine 20 in two rooms. Um, and I'm kind of excited to talk about some pros and cons between those two things. Yeah. Um, but first, so Dylan, yeah. before you do that, though, like yeah. describe your space. Most, I think, oh, a yeah. lot of folks know, but your space is just so unique, and yeah. the character yeah. and charm of your building. I, I'm just always curious, like how how that plays into it too. Character and charm, yes. I love. Um, I, I do love it. Love mm -hmm. it. I do love it. Um, but when working with the the inner workings, it's it's pretty brutal. So it's a 1904 building. It was on the Willamette River, um, just, you know, like a quarter mile away. And in the early 80s, they picked it up and moved it to um, where it is now. So it drove on a truck and was moved over here. So when my wife and I were first looking at uh, renting this place out, we were like, can we put a float tank on the second story? Because uh, we now have three float tanks up there. And um, we had an engineer come out and, you know, he chopped up the floors a little bit, saw the huge beams they had going across. So we're like oh yeah, this can support it. And the fact that it has an 80s foundation means that the house itself is strong enough to support it. So we like had two real positive signs there that it was totally fine. The weird thing, and I still don't understand it, I've understood it a couple times and I always forget, is that we couldn't put float tanks on the first floor. For whatever reason, the strength went up to the second story instead of the first story. But anyway, that's fascinating. Other... <laughs> yes, fascinating. Um, <laughs> so we did eventually add a float tank to our first floor, um, but it basically has like a car jack, several car jacks underneath it supporting it. Um, you know, it's for it's for buildings. It's not an actual car jack, but that is kind of essentially what it is. And um, a guy and needs under to... the room or under the tank. 
Uh, under the room, in the, okay. bay, in the crawl okay. space. I was like, I mean, I don't <laughs> know how I feel industrial. about <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. a theme. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Every room has a theme. <laughs> One is industrial trade. It's great. So, um, yeah, we have to have a guy go underneath there and just check it every, every. Um, I want to say year, but it might be every two years. I don't want to give misinformation, but somewhere around that. Um yeah, does that answer? So we started with beautiful, beautiful tile, and and we used uh, polyurethane grout, and everything was great aesthetically. And then it was not safe. We had to cover our tile with towels, which meant tons of laundry. And then the salt started eroding everything, and then it just started looking crappy. And so, um, fortunately, we we had lots of extra tile. So I would go in after hours, pop tile off. And then re-adhere tile. Um, sometimes, for a long time, it was like a full-on like sand down all the old thin set, and then reapply new thin set. You know, cake it on the tile, cake it on the the wall, and then squeeze it on, and then um, let that dry, and then do the grout. Which this is a long process, right? So like has to be sealed off, but essentially caution tape, don't touch. You know, this whole messiness of of it um, drying. While your business is open, which sucks doing construction while your business is open. And, um, yeah, gosh, sorry. Just just going back there. Um, He's just feeling the pain again. So, so more recently, <laughs> we just said, F it. All the tile is gone. Floors and showers. It's all gone because everything's liquefying. And we had already been putting up FRP, you know, further and further out away from our showers um, because the paint was also eroding. That's another episode. Um and so, yeah, um, the showers look nice. Uh, again, it's like the it's like prefab showers. It's great. Um, but we did our remodel was Ultramarine 20. And unfortunately, we got it right before they did an upgrade. So they're less slippery, um, which uh, was quite a bummer. Um, excuse me, I'm misspeaking. I said it was upstairs. This was, or maybe I did, maybe I didn't, maybe I was just in my head. But this was for downstairs. It was for a new build out for um, an isopod. And we did a floating floor uh, in that room. And that has proven to be a major issue with this because there is give on the floor. Um, you, I'm sure you could do a, f well, I'm not even sure that you could. You could probably have done a thicker floating floor so that there wasn't a lot of movement. But this one, does it was for sound isolation it's it's not physically connected to the walls except for the flooring um and it means that as you're walking it creates space and that has eroded the adhesive of the flooring so that's been a bummer and that's a lesson learned um would i ever do it in a beautiful classic 1904 building again no i would stick with cement um, it'd be way easier to deal with and i know like cement can have vibration issues that can go on but i'd way rather deal with that than than wood so um, we then used the Ultramarine 20 upstairs, and then they upgraded it. So um, I believe Dr. Feinstein at Liber, he was like, oh, yeah, no slip issues whatsoever. They they changed it. So now it's, like, extra grippy, which is great for, for everybody doing it after we did ours. Um, and then we <laughs> kind of just decided, like, because it wasn't super grippy, and in, in while they had added extra grip, we were still a little bit concerned about that. And then also just wanted to try, like, this other flooring. So we did the Tacheron flooring for our other two rooms. Um, and it's just been great. These, um, both the Ultramarine and the Tacheron have been aging beautifully. And these guys are professionals. When they go in there, the, the ceiling, the welding that they're doing um, is legit. And um, like they, they don't age. Like you were talking about corners. Corners are fine. Corners are still a trap for just like junk, salt, and like fuzzballs and stuff like that because it's a corner, but it's not like it's eroding in there. So that's cool. Um, I will say, besides the slip part, which seems to be taken care of, um, the, the Tacheron is grippier. Like it is for sure grip because it has ridges that go up, I don't know, I want to say two millimeters, but it's probably closer to a single millimeter. Um, so all these peaks and valleys going through that. The Tacheron, which means you just have great grip, but the downside is really difficult to keep from being salty because it has these little rivers of water. Every time you step out, you, wa you wipe it down or you mop it or whatever, 
and it looks clean, and then you come in a few minutes later as some of the water's evaporated, and you just have like a shiny floor. And it's okay, it's not the worst thing in the world, um, but it is noticeable to me at the very at the very least. And even like closing, you know, somebody will do a great job closing the night before, and then uh, the opener walks in, and it's just like, oh, like, did somebody not mop? It's like, no, they totally did. Um, it's, this is just the essence of tacaron flooring, just, just how it works. So, yes. Uh, can you, are you willing to tell us how much they cost in yeah. comparison? Yeah. So pricing, they're going to be almost exactly the same. And it's okay. not even crazy pricing for the floor. It's the installation. Um, that's, that's really expensive. And uh. so, yeah, it's totally okay to ask. But before I say that, I do want to mention one of our sponsors real quick. Uh, Maximum Floats. Maximum Floats are helping you market in a really novel style where it's not just putting more ads out there, not trying to get the click through, not trying to get the funnel, but actually creating this system of people trying to improve their wellness through floating and through other means, including meditation, diet, like this whole wellness program, which means that they're continuously floating with you for an extended period of time. So it's not just this gamble of finally getting somebody in the door, trying it out, and then maybe they stick around, maybe they don't, um, but um, they are committing to, to sticking with it. And it also means that you make more money in a big chunk when they come in too. Um, it's a very interesting system. I highly recommend that you check it out. Maximum Floats is where you want to go. Get in contact with Kyle and Alex and let them answer all the questions for you of how this could potentially work for you to bring more customers in and make them more long-term customers too. Um, I mean, that's something we've talked about on the show for a long time is it's not just about reaching everybody and getting people in for these one-offs. It's about creating this clientele and nurturing it so that you are sustaining over time. So again, MaximumFloats.com is where you want to go. About $4,000 a room <laughs> would be the answer to that. Um, for installation and the... Yeah, that's the total. Yeah, for so both. For... Um, and we have fairly small... Well, I don't know. I guess there's quite a bit of variance in rooms. Um, but... Uh, yeah, about 4,000, and that's going up the walls um, six inches on the walls as well, um, which is a, a nice slope, which uh, does mean less corners, which means there's less things being trapped in there as well. Yeah, so it works works pretty well. Um, yeah. We just got an estimate on getting some flooring replaced in our house. Yeah. And hearing that number versus what I'm paying residentially, like I don't want to tell you what we're paying. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, we're just doing a small portion of our house, though. We we redid some of it. Uh, by we, I mean Graham and a friend. Um, but we just had somebody out and gave an estimate to replace part of our, our flooring, you know, here. It doesn't include materials, but it was only like $1,300. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for 800 square feet or so. Okay, um, okay Kim. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean. But, but that goes to show, though, I mean, the, the material itself, you have to have for... Is it for both of those? You have to have someone who is certified. Yes, in correct. that flooring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's a specialty material. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, when that, you see what they're doing, maintenance. and yeah. they'll even like fill in cracks in the floor and everything, and just make sure it's fully sealed. Like if there's any sort of joint between two pieces of wood, they'll they'll fill that. Um, and then yeah, they not only is it the flooring, but then they have this um, kind of tube. Like they, they, like they shoot with a gun. They're like kind of pushing out almost like caulking, but it's like r really solid. They work it in there and then they kind of blow torch it and, and melt it in. So they're just welding this whole floor together. So you really do have a, a bowl, you know? So, you know, it's, it's nice to have a drain um, because if, if you do, you just don't have to worry about it. If you have a horrible leak, it's just all going to go down the drain. Um, it'll just uh, ride up the sides of the room in the meantime if, if it's a real bad leak. So it's nice. What are we missing here, guys? What else? Uh, how to clean the floors? I don't know. That's something that I run into with the. I have a lot of the grit, so. Oh yeah. I have open showers, which, for my monies, I'd say get yourself a real, real shower, not just have the open open shower, because oh, interesting. I dry it off after every person in between, and I go through towels like there's no tomorrow. Well, how's just, that different than if you had a shower? It would just be contained. How do you want to have to clean the floor every time? We we get some splash too, but we have uh, some really awesome shower mats. 
that's the pain is having to constantly wash and dry those shower mats. Mm. And we've gone through, we're on our third version now, but I feel like, like, do you have mats out? Or? Yeah. So there, the shower head sticks right out of the wall and I, I use PEM, P-E-M mats. And so you can stand on that, but like the water goes everywhere. So you get it clean everywhere. And I, I dry it. So that you know, yeah, you walk on it, you wouldn't tell there's any water, right? Yeah. And it's just a matter of using up like eight towels. What? Yeah. Yeah. What? Wow. I guess that's the difference. Where where mine has the lip of the shower pan that does help to contain some. Um, yeah, I yeah. got nothing. And really, that's if there was, if you had to say, what's your biggest. I don't want to say regret, but I would have an actual shower stall. And Can it you would add on something so on the floor and like um, create a fake lip? I worry about that. people don't tripping don't. over it. No? Yeah, I worry about people tripping over that. I, yeah. I, every time I talk with someone who says they do any type of construction or shower, I say, <laughs> "Hey, do you think what do you think a shower could look like in this room?" And yeah. without having done it from the beginning, it just doesn't look possible. If I ever redo something, I might look to add that in. But that what about the there's like the glass panel that's like a partial wall, just the glass panel instead of a curtain. You could do something like that and still have plenty of space for people to enter, but it would help to keep some of that water in. I'll have to send you pictures in my rooms. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've looked in like yeah, in to I'd have to drill in and I'm Mm -hmm. I don't know where we can drill in at this point. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a bunch it's of like questions where I'm like, no, I don't, I don't even want you to start just drilling holes anywhere. It's, so, it's, without knowing exactly where that would go, and now I have the two five eighths inch sheet of drywall. I'm not sure where the studs are, and I don't like have, I don't like the idea of having glass in the rooms either. So, right. you know, short of having like one of those plastic full setups, I'm like, I don't know what to do with it. But it stinks. That's like. It, it is the biggest time waster, I guess, in between. It's just getting everything dry. Throw a towel down, wipe it up. Throw another towel down, wipe it up. Throw another towel down. And then we need to as I'm, to each other centers, I need I need side by side comparisons. Uh, yeah, for flooring, I find this very interesting. And then because of the grit, you know, I'm just throwing it down and using my feet on top of the towel. And because of the grit, it rips up the towel. So then the towels get holes in them. <laughs> So brutal, man. Yeah. That's a lot of grit. Then, like you've got not just grit, but texture on your floor. Right. Like ours, to it. yeah, ours is still pretty smooth. Um, <laughs> like if you just ran your hand across it, you're not worried about. So if someone yourself. had like, <laughs> if someone had sandals on with wet feet, they wouldn't slip on that. Huh. In the shower pan, yes, um, but probably not in the rest of the space. Interesting. Yeah, I, I just told the guy I do not want anyone. I, I think I might even joke that if someone sues me, I was suing him. So he threw it down there thick. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Um, can, can I ask about the aging? Um, I think both of you have kind of hinted at it a bit. Like, Drew, you mentioned the corners is, is where – is it actually deteriorating? So the – yes, the drywall in certain – like just a couple of spots, right? You know how it comes up almost like a quarter pipe and then – because of the 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 little quarter pipe going up the wall, it goes up. Uh, I think I have five inches, and then right where it stops is just a lip that's maybe an eighth of an inch, like not very big, but there is a lip. So if that yeah. water sits there, then the drywall. There's a couple spots where the drywall itself. And I think partly because it didn't have a good wall epoxy. So the rest of my walls are white, of a white wall epoxy. And where they made it meet the, uh, the epoxy, where the white epoxy of the wall met the lip of the floor. Right. You know how you just, when you paint corners and you're trying to cut that, sometimes there's a little less paint on those near your ceiling as you're trying to be careful and not hit the ceiling. And I kind of think that's just what happened. Like there wasn't a good enough layer of that other epoxy. And then it's starting to eat away at the, at the actual drywall. Okay. 
yeah mine no complaints like really i love them love them love them how far up the wall do yours go kim ours is just the floor so in our float rooms then we have a a rubber quarter round Uh, i think it's quarter round like uh that goes around the the rest of the room um and then we have the the pvc pot uh three or four okay um, and then we have the PVC wall panels and those panels are the ones that are like right up against the, um, or, um, adjacent to the shower and, um, you know, they're PVC. We had to seal like crazy at the bottom. And that's something that we have to check routinely yeah. to make sure that, you know, water can't seep under the panels and up the drywall. Um, but I think a lot of ours too, is just how compact and efficient the, the space is to have that built-in tank where really the majority of the wear and tear is just that stepping in and out shower to tank, shower to tank. Um, that really, really helps with a lot of those issues. You know, we still get random like salt splatters and things across the room and you have to wonder like how the hell did that happen? You know, (laughs) there's no way for salt to be over there. Um, but for the most part, the rest of our room, I mean, it, it really does kind of stay contained. Very impressive. Interesting. (laughs) And Drew, please get on that as soon as you can. Don't let your drywall go. (laughs) Um, Oh no. So I, I have, I, Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I take care of it. Well, I mean, well, I mean, not just in the cleaning, but something preventative, like she was mentioning the quarter round, something like that. I think would be a really good way to, to seal it off, right? Am I wrong in that? Well, so I've I what I've done is um, put uh, caulking into it and then put an epoxy paint over that. Oh, wow. so I've used a white paint on top of it. So I've sealed it and then I had I've addressed it in that it's in when I start seeing that now I clean after every person Got I it. dry that area off, <laughs> and if it ever gets really bad, I've already decided there's a. There's a company out of the Midwest that makes you can all you can design. It's like a faux granite almost that you can just tell them the measurements of the wall, slap it right on there, and it'll cover that right up, almost like FRP, but it's right. a different material. Cool. So that's kind of my next thing. If it ever gets so bad that I'm like, ah, this is embarrassing, I'm just gonna cover the wall with some type of FRP and that'll probably buy me a few more few more years. Right, right. Hopefully I'll sell it. I'll sell it and then get out. Yeah, right. Let someone else do it. <laughs> totally. So Dylan, we we know yeah. tile is a definite no go on the the maintenance side. Um, how long have you had these in your your new flooring options? I want to say five years for the ultramarine for the downstairs and then maybe like four or three for the upstairs and then um one or less for the tacaron and then we just infinity isn't open yet so that's just like fresh and beautiful um so yeah actually now that you say that it makes me think you know there's still potential for the tacaron to show aging since it's so new i just don't see any signs of it yet and that's even true for the the Aside from some discoloration, we used a white. Um, it does kind of show some age for the ultramarine. Um, everything's like holding up, you know, so that's all good. Um, and by the way, I just, I also just want to mention, we we're talking about cleaning. Uh, with the Tacaron, I find a towel. If you're like really, really want to clean, like you can push a towel into those cracks and get that stuff. But like, I'm not doing that between every single float, you know. Um, so yeah, I'm feeling like the float shop is in a really good place. And like, I just want to stop spending money on it, to be honest. Like I'm so <laughs> tired of sinking money into this business and the, the building part of it. And I just want to get people in to experience it and have a good float. So I feel like we're finally arrived, like cool. And then of course I'm like, oh, we don't have trim here. Now I see more things that just like a little bit more aesthetic stuff that needs to be done. But um, the fundamental stuff is, whew, I think we finally arrived. We'll see. Nice. You know, we'll have a new episode as soon as it starts deteriorating. I'll, I'll let you guys know. Yep. Awesome. Should we put a pin in this one? I think we're done. Stick a yeah. fork in it. I think we got it. Well, before we go, I want to give one final shout out to our new sponsor, Mindful Solutions. These guys, you know what? I don't even want to talk about it. Kim, <laughs> what does Mindful Solutions do? Uh, social media, animated videos, all the good fun stuff. And I keep it super, super floaty and lighthearted. Well, let me tell you what Mindful Solutions does for (laughs) me then. (laughs) And for you as a float center owner, basically, 
I can relax about my social media posts now. Um, it, I always had this tension in the back of my mind, this stressor of always wanting to put my social media out there and being inspired and coming up with the material that's going to go out there, getting all the graphics, which is very easy on <laughs> patreon.com forward slash art of the float ad within an ad. It's, it's a real, uh, inception that's, here. That's a skill. Right. <laughs> and, um, I can now breathe and I can come up with my own material on my own and then just put that into, if you've ever used anything like um, Buffer is the only one that comes to mind, but basically your social media software, scheduling software, it comes with that too when you sign up with her. So you can see her stuff, you can sign up to approve it on your own, you can modify it on your own, or you can just be like, Kim, I trust you, see you later, and find out what she's posting as it shows up on your social media feed. (laughs) But what I was getting at is you can then within that, either move things around or then drop in your own into the blank spaces and, and you know, have the things that are real a character to your local space showing up as there, in there as well. And Kim is making this ridiculously affordable. I can't make that clear enough um, to people. Like, it's kind of a no-brainer, in my opinion, to sign up for the peace of mind. We talked about this on the episode that she was on. Talking about Mindful Solutions is just that you, um, the amount of time you spend for your dollarly hourly rate is made up, you know, several full just by signing up uh, for this. So I highly, highly encourage it. It's something I truly believe in. The float shop is super happy with it. And just like my stress level is, <laughs> is reduced because of it. Oh, and engagement is up. You know, Facebook really likes showing you those green up arrows and the red down arrows on, you know, your reach to kind of encourage you to keep posting and, Guess what? We've just had green arrows ever since we signed up. So that's nice, especially coming into the holidays when we kind of want to have that natural organic reach, the algorithm being like, hey, the float shop's important. So, uh, yeah, other than that, you know, I'm totally indifferent on on the business. Uh, What's the (laughs) website, website, Kim? Mindful with two L's dot solutions. Wahoo. Thank you, Kim. Thanks for doing this. Um, and I, I think the business model is make up for it in bulk for people signing up. Otherwise, the math just doesn't add up. It's such a crazy good deal. Please check this out, you guys. Um, let's see here. <laughs> Speaking of Kim, thank you for taking live <laughs> show notes. And thank you for co-hosting. Drew, thank you so much as well. I always look forward to this. It's always such a pleasure. And thanks for uh, talking about your flooring and everything. I appreciate it. You guys are such an open book, and I appreciate that. Thanks to you, yeah, you, for listening to this episode. We love you listening. Thank you so much. Uh, Don't forget to follow us on the Instagram, the Twitter, like, review, and subscribe. Are we saying that now? Is that a thing? (laughs) Now that we're four years into podcasting, we should start saying that. Smash that subscribe. Don't forget to hit the bell. Oh, this isn't YouTube. Okay. And um, thanks for supporting us on Patreon. Love that. Uh, Lots of great social uh, media material for you there, float media. And uh, also just great for, you know, whether you're redesigning your website, when's the last time you revamped your website? Uh, Think about that. I love you guys. Thanks so much. As always, never use tile. Don't ever, ever. No good, very bad. Don't do it. We'll see you next week.